Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 283. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and always educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you once again for downloading. And thank you, first-time listeners. We're glad you found us. We hope you enjoy the show and become a regular listener. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, more news about the iPhone slowdown, but this time from Apple CEO Tim Cook. We're going to hear from him. Amazon Alexa gets an Australian launch date, and Westpac lets you do your banking with iMessage. In the Tech Guide reviews, LG's V30 smartphone, and it's now cheaper. The GoPro Fusion 360-degree camera and Vodafone slashes its pricing for its NBN plans. And we'll finish up with the Tech Guide help desk and a voice bite. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family and your devices safe online. A massive show for you, so we're just going to dive straight in. Well, there has been, uh, before Christmas... Uh, a massive controversy regarding the admission by Apple that they, yes, that they had been slowing down old iPhones, but the reason they'd been, they were doing that was because of the degradation of the battery. After a few years, the battery degrades and it can't handle sometimes the power demands of a, of a powerful product like the iPhone. And there were some unexpected shutdowns happening, and Apple took it upon themselves to release a bit of code that would slow down the phone slightly so that these power spikes wouldn't occur or would occur less often. So the phone would run smoothly, give the customer the best possible experience, and there would be no unexpected shutdown. So that news in itself was pretty pretty big and a lot of people were raising a bit of a ruckus about the fact that they they accused Apple of using this as a tactic to drive people to buy new devices and all sorts of conspiracy theories surfaced but Apple's response at that time was to greatly reduce the cost of a battery replacement they you have to remember that a battery does degrade over time. A lithium-ion battery, it's, it's, it's a fact of life that the older a battery gets, the worse it gets. And it, it's not as good as a brand-new battery, a two-, three-year-old battery. Uh, it's just not the same. And th- that's the reason why the Apple decided to throttle back the phone slightly, the performance slightly, so that it wouldn't impact too much on the device's overall performance and shut down unexpectedly, which is a bit of a pain in the butt when you think about it. So Apple say they had the user in mind here. Their user experience was uh, center for their decision. And uh, they then went ahead and announced, uh, they did apologize back then to say, well, yeah, we should have, uh, we should have maybe made that a bit, m- bit more straightforward. 
but and then they went ahead and just slashed the price on battery replacements. So you could get a battery replacement on an iPhone 6 and above, so 6, 6S, 7. So if you owned a, an iPhone 6, for example, and yeah, you'd had a couple of updates, the phone had been slower than before, which is, it's not your imagination, that, that was actually happening. You could, I think for 39 bucks, go in and get a new battery, and that device would perform like it was brand new again. So the Apple decided to cut, slash the price of the battery replacement and allow customers to take that option if they want to. Now, just in the last couple of days, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook was interviewed on ABC News in the US. It was a wide-ranging interview talking about uh, job creation. I think they said they're going to create 20,000 new jobs in the, in the US. Uh, they also mentioned the fact that the new uh, lower corporate tax rates uh, introduced by President Donald Trump is going to really benefit the company as well. So they're talking about moving their foreign profits back into the US because of those tax reforms introduced by Donald Trump. But the subject quickly turned to the 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 power, the battery issue, and the, all the talk of the uh, the slowdown of those older iPhones and the degrading batteries. And Tim Cook actually uh, gave a pretty long explanation about what what they did and why they did it, and even said that when they did release the code, he said that. They there was they did re- actually say why the code was released. He said not a lot of people paid attention, but here's what he had to say uh, in full on the ABC News interview. Uh, we released some code that essentially what it does is all batteries age over time and they become unhealthy at a point in time, and and an unhealthy battery has a probability that it will create an un, a unexpected restart. And so you can imagine uh, if you're making an emergency call or you're making an important call that's important to you or an important message that you're waiting for or, or you want to capture that, that moment that is fleeting with your camera or whatever. We, we, we always focus on the user experience. So at the heart of any decision that we make is the user. And we felt it would be better to take something off of the performance to prevent that from happening. And so when we did put it out, we did say what it was, but I don't think a lot of people were paying attention, and maybe we should have been clearer as well. Uh, And so we deeply apologize for anybody that thinks we had some other kind of of motivation, because our motivation is always the user. The user is at the center of everything we do. And so we've listened to the feedback very carefully. And what we're doing now is, uh, in addition to uh, giving everybody a very, very low price on a battery if they would like to get a new battery, uh, we cut it from like 79 to 29. Uh, We're also going to, in a first in a developer release that happens next month, we're going to give people... Uh, the visibility of the health of their battery. So it's very, very transparent. Uh, this hasn't been done before, and, but, but uh, we've thought through this whole thing and learned everything we can uh, learn from it. And so we want to do that. And in the situation 
that, uh, and we, we will tell somebody who's saying, you know, we're slightly reducing or we're reducing your performance by some amount uh, in order to not have an unexpected restart. And if you don't want it, you can turn it off. Now, we don't recommend it because uh, we think that people's uh, iPhones are really important to them. And you never can tell when something is so urgent. And so, uh, you know, our, our actions were all in service of the user. I can't stress that enough. Um, and, you know, uh, maybe we should have been clear at a point in time, but our, our actions were always the purest. Well, again, if, if, if anybody out there uh, believes we did something nefariously, I, we, we apologize for any kind of uh, thing that we did or didn't do. Uh, but I think most people that buy an iPhone buy one because of the hole that it brings, you know, the, the, that the camera is much better, that the display is much better, uh, that it gives you an AR experience, that, that you have Face ID. I and mean, there's many, many reasons to, to get an iPhone. So there you have it. That was uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook on ABC News in the US. He gave a pretty long and detailed explanation about that whole thing, about how Apple how Apple felt about the situation. I think the, the line that stood out for me was the fact that, yes, we should have been a bit clearer. He did also mention the fact that the battery, uh, the, the new software will give customers a view of the health of their battery. And he also mentioned that you can actually turn off the slowdown feature of that code. So if you don't want your phone, your older phone slowed down, you can opt to turn that off. He said that the, he hopes customers don't do that because there could be these unexpected shutdowns, but that control has been given back to the user. So uh, that, that's interesting to hear what Tim Cook, right from the Apple CEO's mouth there about how the, the company handled the situation, why it did it, how important the customer's experience was to the whole thing. So really interesting insight to that whole situation. If you want to read that complete story and watch that interview, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Well, uh, there has been a lot of talk at CES about Google Assistant. That was the runaway winner, I think, from CES was Google Assistant. In fact, just on Google and Google Home, Google Home sales, the little speakers, the Google Mini, those sales tripled in Australia over the Christmas period. Uh, That was just ahead of uh, the Consumer Electronics Show where it seemed that every major appliance and product would now be Google Assistant compatible. But the, their main rival in the marketplace is, without a doubt, already in the US, is Amazon Alexa. And from early February, it's also going to be their rival here in Australia. Uh, Amazon announced that they're going to release their new range of Echo speakers. So that's the, they're the speakers that allow you to access Alexa. So these Alexa-enabled devices, that's the, the Amazon Echo, the Echo Dot, and the Echo Plus uh, the, these are speakers that range in price and in capability. So your, your cheapest will be the Echo Dot, priced at $79, and then you'll move up to the $149 Amazon Echo. 
Uh, and then at the top of the line, you can get the Echo Plus, which is all the features of everything else, but Dolby powered audio, built-in smart home hub, and all that sort, those sorts of features. So now, just like Google Home, instead of saying, hey, Google, you can say, uh, and my Google speaker is going to react to me now, but now you can say, Alexa, uh, and, and then give it the commands that you want. Sorry, uh, and we're how to help. and there's the Google Home interrupting me once again. Uh, Amazon is going to operate through Alexa, and what what's going to be offered uh, with Alexa are what they call skills. So companies develop skills for Alexa. Uh, they're also going to introduce, Amazon's going to introduce Music Unlimited, which is going to have 45 million tracks. And it's only going to be starting at $4.99 a month, which is really going to put the blowtorch to Apple Music and Spotify as well. But in terms of Alexa and what it will be able to do when it's introduced in early February, we had a flood of notifications from companies who were eager to unveil their Alexa skills. Now, here are companies that are going to use Alexa for you to complete tasks, to do various things uh, using your voice. Uh, let's go through them now. The first is Airtasker. So this is uh, the local service marketplace, and you users will just say, Alexa, open Airtasker, and then they can either post a job or find someone to complete their task. Next up, Telstra. Telstra already got a smart home service. You'll be able to integrate Amazon's Echo into your household, so then you can now control connected lights, thermostats, smart power plugs uh, through Amazon Echo as well. Amazing. Their, their new skill for Alexa will be able to uh, allow them to access account services like balance checks and data top-ups. So you may say, Alexa, what's my Amazing phone balance? Or, uh, Alexa, top up my mobile data by 20 gigabytes, whatever it's going to be. Uh, High Pages, which is a, a tradies, uh, tradies resource where you can find qualified and trusted tradies. And uh, users will be able to use Alexa to find a tradie by name. For example, Alexa, find me a plumber. And then it'll ask, then you'll say where the work needs to be carried out. And then you'll be asked then to leave a contact number. And then the rest is up to Alexa. Energy Australia. So if you've got an Energy Australia account, if you're a customer, you can say, uh, Alexa, ask Energy Australia, when is my account due? Or Alexa, ask Energy Australia, how much is my latest bill? So you can hear that all that information. Westpac will allow you to do banking, so you can use your voice to find out how much money you have in your account. National Australia Bank, similar deal. You can check account balances, how much you owe on your credit card. Check if you got paid that week. Really important question. Uh, And Domino's as well will allow you to place your favorite Domino order. So, you know, if you've used the Domino app, you can, uh, the quick order information, which is sort of your favorite pizza, you can access that through Alexa and get your order happening quick smart. So uh, really exciting times here when it comes to voice assistance. We've got Google Assistant, of course, Amazon Alexa's on its way, and don't forget good old Siri, which is going to be featured in the HomePod. Now, you remember HomePod was due for launch back in December. Uh, Apple decided to postpone that and schedule that for early this year. Could be any any minute now. And Siri is, I think the HomePod will be mainly a smart speaker and, and a good high-quality speaker. But they are saying there will be some smarts involved. So don't be surprised if HomeKit, which is already part of Apple's arsenal, 
will be linked to elect to not Alexa to Siri, so that you can control. You can do it already, kind of now, but I don't think it's as widespread as obviously Google Assistant and Alexa. I think this is Apple's play if they want to stay in touch with Alexa and Google Assistant. They've really got to do some uh, some catch up in 2018. Should be really interesting, an interesting time to have your voice control your devices, whether it's a Google Assistant, whether it's through Amazon Alexa, or later on this year, and now you can do it with uh, Apple's Siri as well. Really interesting. If you want to check out those stories and those companies that are lending their Alexa skills to the market, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Moving right along, and now we did mention Westpac in our previous story about Amazon Alexa, but they are in the news once again for allowing their customers a brand new service to do their banking using iMessage. So if you're an iPhone user and you're a Westpac customer, you are in luck. You can do your banking through your iMessage. So you don't have to leave the text conversation. Now, if, you, if you're running the latest iOS 11 software on your device, you'll notice that there are apps that integrate with your messages now. One of those apps, if you are a Westpac customer and you have the Westpac app on your phone and enabled, then you'll notice a little Westpac icon at the bottom of iMessage. And what it'll allow you to do is to uh, generate, uh, you can pay your contact, You can another way to send people money. So if they're on your contact list, you can send the money through through a message. You can generate a cardless cash code. So if you need to draw some money from a machine and you don't have your card, you can generate a code through iMessage. Or you can share your banking details. So if someone owes you some money, you can message them your banking details. So your account number, BSB, all of that all through iMessage. So uh, you can pay anyone, get a cardless cash code, share your BSB, all through iMessage. So no having to get out of a, and use a specific app. It's actually using the built-in iMessage app right now. A lot of exciting developments when it's on, on the banking front. We did mention that Westpac, of course, are going to embrace Amazon Alexa. And no doubt there might there might be some Google Assistant action happening down the track. Still no Apple Pay, though. Interestingly, no Apple Pay from Westpac or none from NAB. NAB is embracing Amazon Alexa, uh, yet not embracing Apple Pay. And the... Uh, the uh, the company that's conspicuous by its absence with Apple Pay is the Commonwealth Bank, and I'm, I get so many messages. Whenever I write about Apple Pay and the latest bank joining the ranks, a lot of those comments are customers of those other banks who are the holdouts of Apple Pay lamenting the fact that they still don't have Apple Pay. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If you want it that much, switch banks. ANZ Bank has been running Apple Pay for quite some time, as are a number of other other financial institutions, smaller financial institutions like credit unions and the like. I use Apple Pay using my Sydney Credit Union account. I'm a Commonwealth Bank customer, but I do use Apple Pay through my Sydney Credit Union. I'd love to use it through the Commonwealth Bank, and hello, and they're still waiting, but would love to hear from them uh, when they finally pull the trigger. And uh, alongside Westpac and National Australia Bank for all you other customers out there. You want to read more about the Westpac iMessage banking? Check that out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And you can now meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. 
That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. No excuses. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi Tri-Band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Now, us here at Tech Guide, we do pride ourselves on our reviews, and one in particular uh, recently was the LG V30 smartphone review. Now, I'm going to read you a little snippet of my review, and I will uh, comment a little bit later. Now, here's what we said about the phone. The LG V30 is a lot of phone, and it's priced at $1,199. And while that's a lot cheaper than the iPhone 10 and Samsung's Galaxy Note 8, it's more expensive than the iPhone 8 and $30 cheaper than the iPhone 8 Plus. Companies obviously put a value on their products and don't want them to be seen as inferior if they are priced lower than their competitors. In this case, LG would have seen a lot more traction if it was priced at $999. Just getting it in under the $1,000 mark would have made it even more attractive to customers. Well, we never ever like to say, we told you so. Well, but we are. We told you so. LG have actually, whether they're following our lead or not, and I wasn't the only reviewer to say this about the V30, brilliant phone, just slightly overpriced in my opinion and in the opinion of other people. Well, they have reduced the price of the uh, their new flagship phone, the V30. They've cut it to under 1000 bucks to be priced at, you guessed it, $999. You have until January 30 to get the $200 discount, and I suspect they may keep that price a little longer, but I might be wrong. $999 is the price now for the LG V30, available at JB Hi-Fi. And just to give you an idea, the V30 really punches above its weight. It is a worthy competitor of those other products we mentioned. So it's the first LG phone to include an OLED full vision display. It's also powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 835 processor. Camera-wise, you've got 16 megapixel and 30 megapixel dual lenses, 5 megapixel on the front. It has also got 4 gig of RAM, 120 gig of internal storage. It's got a micro SD card slot to expand that memory. And it also has facial recognition, a fingerprint reader on the rear panel. And yes, it's got an IP68 rating, so it's water resistant as well. All of that $999 from JB Hi-Fi. And our review, we did review it uh, late last year in early December. Actually, no, late November. November 30, we published that review. And uh, yet here in early January, we're seeing that LG have decided to cut the price. And I don't know, I I don't want to take the credit for it, whether they are inspired by my suggestion. But it wasn't just me saying it. I'm not going to take the credit. There were other reviewers out there who said the same thing. If this was any cheaper... 
they wouldn't be able to make them fast enough. And it has been selling very well, and I'm sure it's going to sell even better, priced at $999. If you want to read our review and also that story about the discount, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we're talking GoPro. And not just any old GoPro, the GoPro Fusion. This is the 360-degree camera, which is now available in Australia. It is available now. It is a all-over, all-around spherical shooting camera. So, in other words, two lenses. One either side shoots 5.2K resolution, 360-degree spherical content. You won't see any stitch lines because it's so well done. So that means you can fill film in all directions. So you know how they say aim first, shoot later? Well, now you can shoot first and aim later because you can shoot in every single direction. You're also capturing audio as well. Uh, amazing results here. You can see that on Tech Guide as well. Does come, it works with the uh, the app, has a feature now called Over Capture. So if you want to punch out a regular video, so uh, it allows you to reframe and save a perspective video from the larger 360 degree spherical video, makes that easier to share with family and friends and on social media. But the uh, the camera itself, it's going to be priced at $999.95. That's the GoPro Fusion. And with that, you get the camera. Get, you get a case, you get a couple of mounts, of course, a battery to recharge, and you get a pole. So it's like a mount pole that you can hold in your hand if you want to do your 360-degree shoot. Or you might want to mount this on top of your helmet. It, it does work, of course, with all the other GoPro mounts that are out there. So this is a product that uh, has uh, is waterproof to a depth of 5 metres, also has built-in stabilisation. So you don't need a gimbal. You can shoot just wearing this on your body, on your head, on your, in the end of a pole, and it'll still take smooth 360-degree video all around. The result is, is incredible. There are some – I've included a couple of a video on Tech Guide. There are many more on YouTube and on the YouTube site. Definitely worth you checking out. GoPro Fusion, though, isn't the only news we're hearing from GoPro at this point. They also have new pricing for 2018 for the Hero 6, which is now $699.99 as a reduction. And the Hero 5 is $499.99 as well. So $499.99 for the Hero 5. Let's call it $500. Let's call it $700 for the Hero 6. And the Hero 5 session is now priced at $329.99. Let's call that $330. So if you're a GoPro fan, there are so many options out there now. The GoPro Fusion for your 360, the GoPro uh, the GoPro Hero 5 and Hero 6 Black all can shoot 4K and do it very, very well, I should say. Uh, and uh, plenty of those mounts, of course, all work together, all work across the board, no matter what products you're using. And uh, if you're an enthusiast and want to capture not just the front or a certain angle, but every angle, you can do that with the GoPro Fusion. And uh, stay tuned for Tech Guide. We're hoping to get one in our hot little hands, and we'll do a review as well, a complete review about that product too. We've got a few ideas about where we can do some amazing shooting, uh, shoot some film, uh, 360-degree film with that great camera. If you want to see that story, check it out. There's plenty all the details there at techguide.com.au.
Moving along to the NBN, and isn't that isn't that always a subject that people are always always want to talk about? And not everyone has the best things to say about the NBN. Unfortunately, still a lot of people not happy with their NBN. I'm actually getting my NBN connection uh, this year. In the next few months, I'm hoping to get my fibre to the curb connection. I did have, uh, I still have at the moment. Optus uh, HFC cable, so I've got Optus cable connection, which I have to say, download speeds are brilliant. I can get up to 100 megabits per second already. It's the upload speeds that are rubbish, that are barely one megabit per second, uh, and that's on a good day. So that's what I'm look, really looking forward to, is getting that much better upload speeds, uh, and, of course, maintaining my download speeds at the same time. But uh, among the other things that are going on with the NBN, one of them is Vodafone, who today announced they were slashing the prices on their NBN plans. Now, the Vodafone is a relative newcomer to the NBN space, and they're offering reductions of up to 25 bucks on some of their plans, so that becoming even more competitive than ever. Their $70 basic NBN plan now becomes $60, that's $10 cheaper. The $95 Essential Plus NBN plan, uh, that becomes the, uh, the so that's at the speed of 50. The first one was a speed of 12. So for 50 megabits per second, you're going to be paying $70 now. So that's 25 buck reduction. And the premium NBN plan, the was previously 110 bucks, which will get you 100 megabits per second down. That's now going to be priced at $95. So that's a $15 reduction. This is becoming a very competitive market now with NBN. And you have to remember that you're not locked into a telco. Now, with the, with the internet before, if there was a Telstra cable outside your house, you had to get Telstra internet. If you had an Optus cable out the front, yes, you had to get Optus. And if you had ADSL and all these other connections and you were locked in, you had very little choice on who your internet service provider was going to be. Not anymore with the NBN. The NBN allows these uh, internet service providers to resell the NBN to customers. So just because you're a Telstra customer doesn't mean you have to stay a Telstra customer. Telstra, of course, don't want to lose you as a customer. So what they'll do is they'll find out that you're on the NBN and send you an NBN modem and get and, and then to entice you to connect. A lot of people do. A lot of people think, okay, well, better move to the NBN now. Telstra sent me a modem. It must be I've got to be with them. That's not the case. So shop around, people. There's a lot of choices out there, not only for pricing, but also for speeds and performances. So if you really want to try the NBN properly, then don't lock yourself into a two-year contract. Try them out one by one. Take Telstra on for a month or take Aussie Broadband or My Republic or someone else on for a month. Try out their services. They might provide you a better service than a larger telco. Optus, if you're an Optus customer before, might not be your best option when the NBN rolls around. Try out other other options. Don't lock yourself into a contract. Ring up the ISP. Shop around, not only for price, but you might you may find that a let's say an Optus fifty megabits per second plan and a My Republic or an Aussie Broadband fifty megabits per second plan, you may get better performance from My Republic or Aussie Broadband or someone else. So check it out. Don't lock yourself in. Do your homework. Shop around. Don't lock yourself in because two years is a very long time, although if it does perform poorly, there are ways for you to get out of a contract uh, if you are not happy with your NBN connection. 
So don't be afraid to shop around because there are options. There are lots more options, as a matter of fact, because you are on the NBN. And, of course, you've got the choice of speed plans now, too. So you can go 12, 25, 50, or 100 megabits per second and also increased uh, upload speeds as well. So definitely worth looking around. You're not locked in. On the Vodafone front, those prices are a lot more competitive. What I like about the Vodafone service, though, is they have a feature called Instant Connect. So they offer you a Wi-Fi hub which can connect customers to its 4G mobile network while you're waiting for the NBN to be connected. There might be repairs going on. I've heard so many stories of customers with no internet whatsoever because the NBN has to be fixed or something has to be changed, and they're left disconnected. Not so with Vodafone. You get this Wi-Fi hub that will connect you to their 4G network if the NBN is down or needs to be repaired or you're waiting for your connection. And if you're an existing Vodafone mobile customer, you'll get bonus mobile data to use on your phone, on your tablet, or your mobile broadband. So that's another tick for if you're a Vodafone, existing Vodafone customer. There's a bit of a bonus there for you. Not only are you getting reduced NBN plan pricing, across the board, but if you're a Vodafone customer, there's a little bit of a top-up of your mobile data as well. And, hey, data's like money. You can never have too much. Well worth the investigation. So Vodafone uh, getting aggressive with their plans there. It's going to put a bit of heat on maybe their competitors to do the same, to, uh, to maybe reduce their prices slightly. You need to go out there, do your homework. I've told you about Vodafone's plans. You need to check the rest to see how they st- they compare in terms of value and, of course, performance. Uh, no one uh, no one else can judge performance but you in your area. So if you do want to do that, don't forget, month at a time until you find something you're really happy with and then sign your contract. If you want to read more about the Vodafone plans and their re- reduced prices, you can check that out, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Public Wi-Fi, we all use it, but it isn't always safe. Without the right protection, your personal information could become public. There has been plenty of vulnerabilities and examples of this, and this would allow attackers to intercept data that's transmitted across these Wi-Fi networks. You, you, may, you may think you're safe, but someone could be snooping your information. Personal information transmitted over the internet or even stored on your connected devices, things like passwords, credit card numbers, and more, could all become vulnerable. All of this personal information can be used against you to commit identity theft or accessing your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to helping you keep your valuable data safe. With Norton Wi-Fi privacy, it can encrypt your personal information that you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log in. Help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Okay, the Tech Guide Help Desk this week, and I did say preference is going to be given to voice bites that are going to, that are sent in. Now, for those of you who uh, want to know a little bit more about Voice Byte, it's a free app on iOS and Android. 
allows you to record a 15-second question, review, any kind of comment you want to make. You might have bought a product you really love. You might have bought a product you really hate. Or you might want to ask me a tech question, which is what we're going to get to uh, with the other questions that came in via email. But if you want to hear your voice on the Tech Guide podcast, then you need to send a voice bite. So download voice bite, use the hashtag techguide. T-E-C-H-G-U-I-D-E, hashtag Tech Guide, and your voice will be heard right next to mine on the Tech Guide podcast. That's exactly what Daniel has done. He's sent us a, a, a voice bite. He's given us his own little mini review on the new DJI Spark. Hey, Stephen. I recently got the DJI Spark. I really like the small form factor and how easy it is to use right out of the box and maneuver. The setup process for Android was a bit convoluted for my liking, though. Okay, so uh, some interesting insights into the uh, the DJI Spark, but also using it with an Android device. He said it was a little bit tougher to to get it to work with Android, not not so tough if you got an iOS device, of course. But uh, interesting information from Daniel. Thank you for that little mini review. Keep them coming, people. If you want to hear yourself on the Tech Guide podcast, you can use VoiceBot hashtag Tech Guide. Uh, the other questions we had this week for the Tech Guide help desk was uh, one one listener was asked asking about uh, using a tracking app. Uh, using, try, trying to work out how to track his child. If uh, I said, well, if your child's got a phone, it's really easy to install an app on their device. Then they'd need to know it's there, and they, they would be able to take it off their phone. But that is one way of tracking. But then he asked, he said, well, no, is, is there a way to use perhaps a, a watch? There's a lot, of, a lot of kids' GPS watches that allow them to maybe ring mum and dad with a shortcut and is also allows the parent to locate them at any time as well. So plenty of options there if you want to keep uh, track of your loved ones, your, your children. Uh, there are ways to do it. Now, the other question I had was, uh, with, with all the talk over the last couple of weeks, we've been at CES talking about all the new TVs and all the new products heading our way. One question from one of our readers was all about LG's new OLED TVs. Now, the 2018 range of LG OLEDs do have some marginal improvements, so we're slight improvement on the processor. They've got a new Alpha 9 processor, so there's some speed improvements. There's the ability to, to, uh, to handle 120 frames per second in terms of uh, smooth smooth picture quality. So uh, you're going to see some, some slight improvements. But the question was, is it worth waiting for the 2018 TV or are the 2017 TVs good enough? And, well, of course the 2017 TVs are good enough. If you do want all the bells and whistles and you want the very latest and greatest, then, of course, wait for the 2018 models, which are just around the corner. But the 2017 OLEDs from LG are brilliant. Uh, and and what you're going to find is that as the 2018 models are introduced in the couple in the next couple of months, you're probably going to get some great prices on the LG 2017 range if they haven't already been sold. There has been uh, there was a sale just before uh, Christmas, I think, or, or or just after Christmas, where an LG 55 inch OLED was priced at under two thousand dollars. It was under nineteen hundred actually. It was eighteen hundred eighty eight bucks for a 55 inch OLED TV, which is just re- remarkable. If you can get that sort of value on a 2017, perhaps a bigger TV, then definitely explore that. So yes, if you want the latest and greatest, and it will be better a better TV, the 2018 LG OLEDs are brilliant, but so are the 2017. They won't have all the latest features, but are still great in their own right. Definitely worth a look. Thank you for those questions. And again, if you want to send us a question, we'd prefer you send us a voice, but we want to hear your voice on the Tech Guide podcast. But if you do want to just send an email, we have that facility as well.
And that is the end of our show for this week. Can you believe how quickly that went? Uh, we're having a great time here. You can read about everything we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. That is our website. And if you want to get in touch with us, you know how to do it through VoiceBite or you can email us info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. Some exciting products coming from them in the next few weeks that you'll be hearing about. And also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again once again next week. So until then, as we always say, stay safe and stay connected. 